Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives how in changing times, leaders can not just survive, but thrive in change. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. Last season, we tackled the immense topic around the future of work. This season, we're going to talk about some of the important factors of creating a healthy work culture. We're talking about culture reimaged or reimagined, whichever way you want to describe it. And today, I think I'd like to explore a little bit on how small businesses can navigate some of the economic fluxes that we are all maybe a little concerned about without sacrificing company culture. So, let's begin. In Season 5, Episode 9, we explored how businesses can weather a potential recession in general. Now, we talked about the importance of retaining a positive work environment and how productivity is significantly increased when your employees are feeling that they are supported. This can be true when there's any type of winds or headwinds that are facing your organization, whether there's a recession or not. And we talked about a really interesting business case, Best Buy, when there was a significant turnaround for that company years ago, led by Hubert Jolie. So as we look at how small businesses might be impacted, we also discussed ways that you could look at finding places where you could cut costs and keep your staff intact as well. So we all collectively face the financial realities of inflation, and many of these same principles apply that we talked about in our last episode for small businesses. It's that it can feel slightly more overwhelming, I think, at times for small businesses. And according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, 50% of small businesses say that inflation is one of their most significant obstacles right now. 71% believe the worst is yet to come with rising costs, and 40% are concerned about the rising interest rates and how it will impact their businesses. Well, I can relate to that. So between the increased gas prices or fluctuating gas prices, cost of goods, rent, and the issues with our current supply chain, it's really easy for small business owners to feel pessimistic about the prospects and believe that one of the ways to prepare for that is beginning to look immediately at cutting benefits or any type of activities that support their employees and certainly layoffs as well. However, there are tangible ways of combating inflation and planning for that while maintaining a good, healthy work culture. So currently, three in four small businesses say they have a plan in place for a disruption in the economy. Today, let's talk a little bit about when forming your plan while still laying the groundwork for your business to thrive long term makes sense. We've discussed at great length the value of employee retention and the cost of employee turnover and how investing in retooling or reskilling your workforce can create significant savings versus turning over employee. So not only do you save money on high employee turnover, 
but when your employees are happy, they're more effective and innovative overall. This is especially critical during times of economic headwinds or any hardship that a company might be facing. In the face of inflation, it's essential that small business leaders still find ways to keep their employees motivated and productive so they can help you survive the economic instability. For your employees to have that capacity, however, they must first survive their own economic instability and fears as well. According to PayScale survey, 44% of companies lose employees due to pay. As inflation personally affects your staff as much as your business, it's reasonable for workers to want to keep their salaries the same or grow to keep their lifestyles and adjust for the higher lifestyle um, costs due to inflation. So it may not be uh, appropriate for a business to just accommodate those inflation pressures and raise pay across the board, but there may be opportunities for you to help employees minimize some of their expenses by simply helping them, for example, adhere to a remote schedule to help them save money on gas um, on their commute. That's something that certainly we saw happen during the pandemic and companies were able to largely accommodate for virtual work, albeit it was not easy and the transition took time for a number of organizations. But during a time where there's pressures of increased costs, then it could also serve as an advantage to keep some kind of ongoing hybrid work arrangement in place for your workforce. And if you think about it, according to USA Today, the current cost of regular gas may uh, in fact, turn into a yearly average of three forty nine a gallon. And although the average cost of gas is currently lower than a few months ago and continues to fluctuate, it's always changing. And um, with gas prices being the same or greater than minimum federal wage, you can imagine that it will have an impact. So not having to drive necessarily daily to your office location can help provide save money on transportation. It can also be an opportunity for the team members to eat food at home, for example, and save some cash by not eating out when they're at the office. So there are other things that you could do that might help offset some of the expenses at home that are benefits or perks that are less expensive than just increasing salaries to accommodate for inflation. You can offer some accommodations for Childcare or some um, cost incentives to offset childcare, apply some small funds towards tuition reimbursement, potentially even things like home insurance, other necessities that employees really value and can help give them a sense that some of their essentials are covered or protected. So, again, maybe some of these things are at, on the surface seem a little bit too much to increase benefits, but those benefits can have a very lasting and important impact on your workforce and can actually end up being more cost effective in the long run. So after all, um, employees will feel valued and appreciated, and this can help continue to inspire loyalty for your organization. Some other things that could be considered is changing your vacation policy to unlimited PTO. 
this can actually relieve the burden of the administrivia required for accounting for exactly how many hours are being spent towards time out of the office and also provides employees the feeling of flexibility and autonomy to address anything that is um, that comes up personally or if they need to address some family issues or they want to take some time to be with their families. That's a, a way that people can really feel that they are viewed as a responsible adult who can manage their own schedule and hopefully they will be providing the the kind of effort that you would expect. And certainly if you don't see that, you would need to make an adjustment anyway. Um, there are other ways that we've talked about things that can be done to help employees have access to tools that don't cost much for physical and mental well-being. You can even organize some programs specifically targeted to incentivize your employees to continue to nurture their own well-being during this time, create some groups that are wellness-oriented, and there's tons and tons and tons of free videos that you can access on wellness and meditation and programs that can help your employees just take care of themselves during times of difficulty. And those are also lower cost items. They don't require an additional budget to be put aside. It just requires some time and attention and care and feeding to organizing information and sharing that with your employees and encouraging them to take advantage of these types of resources that could help them manage their own stress during times of economic fluctuation. Another thing to consider is potentially opening up some kind of profit sharing system if you have the business structure to be able to accommodate that. And uh, apparently, according to Gallup, a poll uh, of 40% of employees would like some kind of profit sharing option as a means of additional compensation, especially if they really believe in the products and services that their organization provides. So this can be a benefit that incentivizes and motivates people um, as a financial reward through the good times and the bad times. Anyway, we did also talk in our last episode about ways that you can look at reducing costs, and these are all applicable certainly in the small business world as well. I know that from my experience growing our company, anytime we added a new technology, we needed to go back six months later, a year later to just review who has access to it and do we still need to pay for that specific license. And although that may sound like small dollars, if you suddenly have five users, grow to 10 users, grow to 15 users, leveraging certain technologies and you're paying for licenses for a number of seats and some of those seats are not being used, well, those dollars can add up pretty quickly. The other thing to look into is where you might be able to renew some of the software packages that you are using on an annual basis if there's some value there in having some cost savings by signing up for annual programs if there isn't a significant cost per head basis. These are all just some ideas to navigate some of the weather that we might anticipate ahead. We also talked in Season 5, Episode 6 on specific ways that you can improve 
some of the HR processing and recruiting and hiring practices, some technologies that could be looked into that can help create uh, some off offloading of administrative burden or busy work to allow for your workforce to spend more productivity hours on things that are higher value activities versus admin type activities. And these are all things that can help an organization feel good about the work that they're doing as well. There's also an opportunity to consider changing the structure of your workforce and offering some more opportunities for contracting or freelance work. This could potentially provide individuals that are exploring ways to express their creativity through other channels and contract out their work through other channels to not necessarily be committed to your payroll and hence contribute to your payroll costs, etc. I know that in our experience, that has helped us with having a blended workforce that includes independent contractors as well. So these are things that you can consider. There are also sometimes employees that are perhaps uh, interested in it taking some time from a full-time engagement. They may still want to be with you as an employee, but they may be open to stepping back and being in more of a part-time role. And so just making people aware that there are different ways that you're willing to engage with them and provide flexibility in terms of how they're working for you can present some additional opportunities for some cushions of dollars to get you through some of the economic flux. These are just a couple of things that I wanted to talk about and highlight. There are certainly things you can do around negotiating deals with your suppliers or vendors. There are things that you can be thinking about and with regards to your payment terms. And certainly there are opportunities for some small business owners to reach out to their local community for support, maybe check into programs that could offer grants. I know the Small Business Administration offers grants to women-owned business and veteran-owned businesses and many more. Recently, I was actually talking to the Pennsylvania Minority Business Development Authority about some of the grants that they offer to members that make up the profile that they support. And you can also consider things like privately owned company grants or GoFundMe, small business relief funds, Comcast Rise, and there are other resources for small businesses to check out. Go check out grants.gov, your local um, government uh, website, score.org to see what could be available for you. If you're looking for more internal ways to save money and you are concerned about making sure your workforce stays active and engaged and committed to helping you through any kind of economic downturn or, again, just headwinds that you might be facing. These are some things that you could consider in terms of trying to think of creative ways to keep your culture intact, keep people motivated, incentivized, and look for ways to offset some of your costs as well. 
Change is constant, but business needs stability too. So how can you blend the two? Sometimes your business may need a customized approach that I'm not able to provide in a 30-minute episode, and that's where my team at Consinity can jump in and help. After decades of experience, myself and my colleagues can help organizations develop strategies and plans to navigate difficult and ambiguous times, all while nurturing a healthy workplace culture. You know your organizational goals. Allow us to help you accelerate and realize the outcomes that you desire in a positive and sustainable way. For more information about our team and our services, visit us at consinityus.com today. All right. Well, that's all for today. Just a quick little soundbite that I wanted to share for those business owners that might be navigating the waters who are small business owners. And I appreciate you listening in. Remember, you can also find us on our YouTube channel if you are following along on one of your favorite podcast sources. Okay. Well, until next time, my friends, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.